Welcome to Sports Best Friends, Rugby League Social Club Quizzes, a podcast here to convince you that social media isn't a bad place, you just need to follow the right people. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. We are doing a series of NRL episodes with fellow podcasts and joining me is John from Para Podcast. Welcome, mate. I'm feeling fantastic. Good evening, how's it Your going? Your podcast must be worth a million dollars because you sound a million dollars. <laughs> well, you did say that um, you're talking about, you know, promoting social media. You just have to follow the right people. And in good conscience, I'm not sure if I can make them follow us because I'm not sure we're good people. Well, okay, well, let's talk about your podcast. Tell me about it, sir. Uh, so it's um, four of us in the Parrot Podcast. So we've got Hamish and Hamish, um, not to be confused <laughs> with each other. We call one Ham and one Hamish. And then there's also Birdie and myself. So it's um, just four of us, you know, shooting the shit every week. Everyone's got um, all the Parramatta yep. news and wider NRL stuff. Um, so... Uh, last year was a bit of a drum, bit of a chore. Mm. Oh, no, sorry, last year. The year before was a bit of a chore. Um, uh, 2017 and 2019 were pretty fun. So it's um, been really good. It's um, you know just been a, a really fun uh, experience amongst a couple of mates that we um, we knew each other online. Wow. And we know each other in person. So it's, you know, yeah, that cool that's amazing. Place. See, this is a great way of, so, of talking about social media is a great place. You just need to know the right people. Well, yes, exactly. When, you know, you sort of put aside the <laughs> self-ribbing before, but uh, the podcast has been fantastic because I, I knew one of the Hamishes for a long time. Uh, because we were both involved in junior, involved, at, we were both uh, okay. watching a lot of junior football. And then um, from there, we knew each other uh, from other stuff. And then the other Hamish and Birdie were prominent members of um, some mm. of the online communities for the Parramatta Reels. And, um, you know, we just talked um, in in live chat and sort of, you know, got together and one thing led to another. And we said, hey, let's just do a you know, And here you are. So how did you podcast. get nominated to be the trivia combatant for this then? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. So I it was last man standing sort of deal. Um, you know, um, both the Hamishes are pretty busy at the moment and um, Bertie has, I think, a bit of a spotty connection. So it's uh, it left to yeah, old mate John to be the, the one to take up the mantle. And I've already told him, are you ready to be embarrassed? Yeah, you know, no, you'll be fine, mate. So look, all questions are from the board game <laughs> NRL Obsessed and are about the Eels. They'll vary from easy to hard and everywhere in between. There's no specific order. Most importantly, the bubble boy rule applies. <laughs> so all answers are from the cards and the card is always right. Now, um, they're all going to be multiple choice. If you get it right, that's a point. If you can answer it without the multiple choice, five points. And I give bonus points for interesting anecdotes or additional facts. All good? Okay. For those listening yes. along, see if you can outknowledge a Eels podcast legend. Welcome to Kiri. I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and confidence is sky high. Question number one. Which Parrot Eels second rower? was the first player in NRL history to make over 10,000 tackles. Bang, see? see yeah, you'll much. be fine, sir. It's five points. I mean, it, I only say that because I don't think statistics have been recorded for that long. So there's a couple of guys like Ray Price that might have um, might have um, pushed in there, but I think it's only NRL-era stuff that's see, been really bonus recorded points. properly. Because you, you've given me a second answer. You think Pricey may have also got it so that – I think he'd be up there, and then maybe going back into the sixties would be a few more. But that's way okay. before my era. So speaking yeah, of, which two para eels players retired after the eighty-six grand final? 
86 on played on and Kenny played on. So yep. I'll go with Pricey and Bang. The Crow. You're going to kill this. The podcast is cheering. I can hear from uh, – now, do you remember <laughs> much about that? I mean, have you sat down and watched those 80s grand finals? I've, I've caught the um, abbreviated versions, but mm. I'm a bicentennial baby, so they won their last premiership two years before I was born. So it's been um, <laughs> rough sledding as a para fan. We had, you know, at 01 and, um, and 2009, obviously, where we lost the grand finals. But, yeah, so I've, I've seen the highlights and I've heard the stories, but um, I'm not yeah. as, like, fully uh, – well, this is a great time, right? Should be. You're, you're locked at home, as well. <laughs> yep, uh, the Para Eels That's played it. the opening match in the 2016 NRL season against which club? Oh, 2016. Goodness. So that was Brad Arthur's third year. First year was Warriors. I think it was Warriors back-to-back oh, in 2014, 2015. Um, oh, the third year. Who... I gotta give a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Penrith Panthers, Brisbane here. Broncos, Sydney Roosters. Would have been the Broncos or the Roosters, I think. There's no way it was the Roosters and Brisbane games. Don't really <sighs> I loved your thinking, enough. but it was the Brisbane. Yeah, but but a bizarre question. So one. if you were going to get it, that was going to be hectic. Oh my uh, um, who accepted a three-year yeah. deal to join the Parramatta Eels as their head coach in 2013? Would have been uh, 2013. So he accepted so a three year deal in 2013. Accepted a three year deal. Uh, that would have been yeah in 2013. So it would have been excellent. Have been and I'm telling, yeah, most of these aren't true questions. Yeah. Um, no, I was just trying to feel the time because like right. Ricky left in 2013, but he only he only had. And how do you so feel about Brad? There we go. Uh, for uh, by yep. and large, I am quite happy with him. I don't think he's perfect by any means as a coach. Um, I know that I've been critical of his interchange management, um, and there's a couple other you know minor things. But um, given mm. that what he's had to deal with on a year-to-year basis, I think that he's done a phenomenal job on the whole. Um, you know, we talk about yeah. Jared Hayne leaving for the NFL, then the salary cap saga, then you know we had the in 2018 we just had the um, uh, sort of unmitigated uh, crash, which you know he was obviously culpable for too as mm. a head coach, but it went beyond him. And I think that the fact that we've gotten to the finals a couple of times now and, you know, we, we were trending pretty well in 2020 before the whole coronavirus stuff came out, had me had him in a good spot. Um, who was the top try scorer for the Parrot Eels in 2016? 2016. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with okay, so Semi. It's either A, Michael Jennings, B, Michael Morgan, or C, Bevan French. Oh. Well, there you go. <laughs> Got that one. So it would have been um, – that was Bevan's debut okay. event, Ooh. so he would have been the top and try scorer. do you remember him in the nines that year? He was absolute oh. phenom in the nines. Yeah, he just came in and tore it up. Um, and he was like one of those prospects that – I was going back to talking about how mm-hmm. me and Ham saw a lot of junior football. And and French felt like one of those – you see like a lot of guys where you think they're going to be good or yeah. maybe they're good, but it's the 20s. French felt like one of those can't-miss guys. And then, unfortunately, just didn't translate to the NRL. He obviously had yeah. that sensational 2016. Um, and and wasn't bad in 2017, but just didn't have what it takes uh, for whatever reason, which was a real yeah. shame because he was such an exciting prospect. Uh, how many seasons did Vic Hay play for the Parramatta Eels before retiring from first grade? Was he a coach or something after this? I, I vaguely remember his name, but you don't know? It, that, that, yeah, it's okay. outside of my well, knowledge it's either box, 18, yeah. 11, or 2. <laughs> 
God, this is just like like trick questions. Well, I mean, if you don't here? know him, um, it might be because yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, going back in the day, I'd, yes. I'd say two years then, uh, because yeah, just it feels like most prominent players, if they have that sort of catalogue of eleven to eighteen years, that's smart, history, man. You'd probably smart know. Smart way to do this. Yeah. In 1977, the Parrot Eels played the first drawn grand final against which other club? Oh, my goodness. Okay, tell me the multiple choice. I think I'm, 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 I'm going to be wrong about this. So. You could get five accidental points. Uh, uh, okay. I want to say Manly, but... Okay, no, great. Because it's either St. George, so. Newtown, or Balmain. Oh, that makes Newtown. so much sense. And I would have also said Newtown. It was St. George. But I would have also definitely said Newtown because Newtown felt pretty wow. big in the 70s. Mm. That's right. Yeah, they, they had their, their nice little run sort of going 70s into the like, – then 80s when obviously Manly, Parramatta and the Bulldogs were uh, – What about around. this one? Which former Parramatta Eels fullback was nicknamed the Mayor of Parramatta? Now, who's That'd he? Ken I don't know that guy either. Ken Fournette is like arguably what? Parramatta's greatest player – uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that you don't really hear talking about in the Immortals and whatnot, but he was, along with his brother Dick Fournette, were um, two of the, like, the most gifted athletes in the era. poor bloke being called Dick Thorne. And et. I know, I know, but that, that back normal. in the day when Dick was, you know, a very mm. upstanding normal name, you don't hear that these days, obviously, because of the connotation. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just the word. So, yeah, the, the wow. man of Parramatta, Ken Fournette. So you, you have know, a club full of, like, the, the uh, 80s is lit with some of the most incredible Hall of Famers ever, and, and you reckon that that Thornet might be one of the best players you've ever had. The, but based on every and the people I've spoken to that I trust, as far as fan, the fandom's concerned, they talk about uh, Ken as if he was an otherworldly player that was like truly right. transcends his era. So well, I've written his name down. I can't wait to go and find out more about him. Thank you. Which Parramatta Eels no centre represented New South Wales in 2016 State of Origin series? 2016. Now, was that Jenko's last game or was that? Jared wasn't with us that year. So Boom. Michael Jennings. Well done, sir. Uh, I mean, losing him is not great for any other team. So, I mean, he's no. just phenomenal. Yeah. I've, I, Jennings has just been, you know, yeah. we obviously got him from the Sydney Roosters at the end of that deal. Um, and one of the things I never really appreciated about him was how good he is defensively because he's, he's lost that step. You know, he used to be like a, a cat in a box as far as how he could be explosive laterally right. and beat a man. And he's, he's still sharp in that regard, but he's definitely lost a step now that he's going on 32. But he's um, one of the most cerebral yeah. defenders in the NRL. I was about to say NFL because I follow the American coast too, but um, NRL, he's just – he understands what the attack has thrown at him and yep. where he needs to be for the most part. And also, and, um, for New South yeah, Wales, any time there was ever broken play, which did sometimes happen, he was like electric in that. You're just always hoping that he would somehow find the ball. Anytime the ball yeah. hit the ground. Yeah, yeah. He's had a pretty good rep career, and I know that he's um he's sort of been left behind now because New South Wales has got a bevy of out, yeah. outstanding young blacks. But you know, it's been yep. Parramatta's game, I suppose. Yeah. What is the name of the mascot of the Parramatta Eels? Uh, Sparky. <laughs> D, I, <believe. laughs> I love that you knew that without even. Yeah, I've I've seen enough of the um the halftime entertainment. And the, you know, is Sparky the eel and whatnot? And I think it's I think it's Sparky, but I could be wrong about the lady eel. But it's definitely Sparky for the right. Semi Rod Rajra and which other Parramatta Eels player were called up for the World All Stars squad in 2016? Oh, 2016. Semi. Who was our, who was our roster for that one? Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, gosh. 
It's such a weird Sorry. one, right? Because that 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 team yeah. is like the World All Stars is such a weird team. Because even if you go get called up, it might not be because you're amazing. It's just because you're you're happy to play. They went. Um, God, I'm really sure I mean, the the multiple choice might help, but I mean, all they're going to do is tell you three players' names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Semi and no, let's. Uh... I was going multiple choice. I, yeah. I can't even actually Both Scott, Michael that. Jennings, Kenny Edwards. It wouldn't have been Kenny. Janko was obviously origin that year because we, we just had mm. that question. Oh, Scott. Surely not both. Oh, it was both Scott. Jennings. It was so close. Oh, my goodness. Oh and my I mean, goodness. it's such a bizarre. Yeah, such a bizarre. Yeah, that feels like a, an 100%. afterthought sort of pick there. I know Bo, yeah. Bo did some good things for us, but that, um, that's almost mm. like the pity in question. How many seasons did Central Cumberland last in the New South Wales Rugby League? Oof. Oh, let's go straight to multiple 25, 35, <laughs> or 1. Central Cumberland. As a, is that, as and a that's club a or club, a and it was a foundation club. Would you believe here? I just got a point. I just got a point. Wow. So, yeah, that's, a, that's worth a couple points for you, I reckon. That's, here's, that's an awesome here's one that you can also so many, what, smash people how with. How many years was it? Uh, Newcastle is also, was also a foundation club. I, I, I vaguely yeah, recall not, that one, yeah. So we didn't, not didn't know Central Knights. Cumberland, though. The Newcastle something else, but... Mm. No, that, that's right. Yes, yeah, so there was a different Newcastle. So Central originally. Cumberland, how many do you think? 25, 35, or 1? Yeah, well done, sir. Because they, uh, yeah, they yeah. couldn't keep it. The fact that no one ever talks about Central Cumberland makes me feel like they were never really That's a big right. part of the foundation. Heritage. 2015, Jared Hayne left Parramatta Eels um, to join which American NFL team? I remember the press conference. It was between Detroit. It was between someone else. And then it was the San Francisco 49ers. You end up picking the 49ers. Well, bonus points so, for extra knowledge on which other teams were interested. Yeah, there were, there were three teams. But I remember he had the hats lined up and he picked up each hat and was talking about Was it the Jets? San Fran, who... Uh, it might have been the Jets. Yeah. That's a good, uh, yeah. Because I know that he he had a, like a little training with Mike of uh, the right. Seahawks, but they never they never really gave him a real you know looking because it's too much of a work, uh, right. project. And he went to San Fran, who have a very storied history. They're they're kind of like a, they're paramount really? of the nineties, really. They they um was it nineties or the eighties? Maybe might have been the eighties because with um Montana and Young, they won a whole bevy of uh, okay Super Bowls, and then they sort of they went into uh, hibernation, much like yeah, well so. <laughs> Extra points. Now, how do you feel about um, Jared Hayne? Uh, as a player, absolute superstar. Uh, I think he's, like, as far as talent is concerned, I think he's in, like, the absolute single handful of players in the history of the game. I don't think he ever, like, correctly realized that talent um, between both perhaps his personal drive and especially the Parramatta Eels been a mess that they were throughout mm-hmm. his entire tenure. Um, so, yeah, just otherworldly talent. Um, didn't perhaps have the drive, not perhaps. I think players like Billy Slater uh, showed where they were better regarded as far as that uh, single-minded drive to right. be the best that they could be. Um, but, you know, huge talent. Um, off the field, there's been quite a few question marks mm. throughout his career. Obviously, there's a big one yeah. even right now with the uh, the Newcastle or, or Central Coast. It is um, uh, sexual uh, assault allegation. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, assault allegation. So, you know, Innocent until proven guilty, but it certainly was a mm. bad taste in the mouth that he and his and his NRL career that way. Which club did Peter Sterling play for between 1978 and 1992? It would have been in the Super League. No, 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 78 to 92. I'm not trying to trick you. Peter Sterling. Oh, sorry. Oh, Peter Sterling. Okay. Uh, sorry. I, I, I was thinking, I, yeah, I, I've got a multiple choice.
Oh, I'm sorry. Is no, not, no, not no, a trick no, I'm not question. Trick Just trying to get us okay. to talk about Peter Stone. Then, oh, okay. Then, yes. I suppose Paramount. <laughs> sorry, oh, I thought it was like yeah, a long trick question or something. It's like too that. easy. No. I, I, yeah, <laughs> that was like the the, the straight ball. Where it was just like okay, um, now. Tell me about because really, I mean, I love him so much as a commentator. So so much as a commentator. Yeah, he he is um fantastic uh, with the um color commentary and providing insights into how. Yeah, you know, the players. Yeah, but I've right never now. really seen him play. Like, did you, have you really seen him play? That that is one of the few things yeah. I've seen him play because of you know, like in the historical cups, I like to talk about how in that era, Parramatta were revolutionising mm. the game because they had they had the wedge, they had the various block play, like the the genesis of the block play, and the options play. So, yeah, Sterlo, um, on the back of some of Jack, Jack mm. Gibson's insights, um, did some really cool things with the sort of introducing the tactical bomb. Um, well, not so much introducing it because Bomb appeared, who was also a Parramatta halfback before him, um, was famous for his bomb. But uh, Sterlo was um, one of the sort of, alongside a couple of other halves in the 80s, really sort of pushed the, the tactical kicking game right. to the forefront. Um, and then they obviously had a few of the little set plays and whatnot that were all um, you know, famous for both succeeding wildly and also getting smashed up um, quite famously <laughs> when they tried to, tried to hold the ball up behind the wall of yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But, um, yeah, so Sterlo was one of those players, I think, that was, uh, I wouldn't say he's the greatest half by any, by any means, but he was like one of the forerunners for that cerebral sort of uh, game-controlling half like Andrew yeah, Johns yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, which club opposed the Parramatta Eels for Nathan Heimarsh's 300th game? Nathan Heimarsh's 300th. Oh, my goodness. I can remember his last game against the Dragons where he kicked off the Bomb, CNT. there's extra points. He's 300th. Was it the Dragons again? Uh, was it? Let me give you the – no, so let me give you the multiple choice. Penrith, Let's go to multiple Panthers, choice, yeah. Sydney, South Sydney or the Warriors? It was oh, – I think, I, I think it was it the was Panthers. It was the Panthers, yeah. Yeah, because now, now, now I say it, I remember yeah, the jersey. Yeah, Talk to me about gosh, Hinder. Sure, sure. How, do you, how do you feel about Hinder? Uh, absolute champion player, um, and and the quite literally the toll of carrying the club wore down his play. You could see the change in play style because if you go back to his early days, he was every bit the dynamic attacking back row as he was the defensive right. back row. And people tend to forget that because of they you know, they think about the tackle bot Nathan Homarsh, you know, the guy that comes in and makes fifty tackles and flops and whatnot. But um, he was an absolutely outstanding attacking prospect back in the day, and he won a, a, quite a few early uh, positional Dally M's right. on the back of that. And um, before Jason Talmalolo who um, obviously was the co-Dallium winner with Cooper Cronk and might have been 2016. I think he was the closest forward to ever take wow. Dallium. Additional points. So he 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 ran he ran second uh, at one point and was just off first place, but then Tamalolo became the first forward to win the Dallium. Yeah, so that's fantastic. That's a great – so many – a great anecdote and so many extra points. Uh, the Parramatta Eels, last question. The Parramatta Eels won how many premierships during the 1980s? So they had the free peat from 81 to 83, and then we mentioned before with the last game for Cronin and Price in 86. So one, two, three, and four. Phenomenal. Extra points for knowing those cute little tidbits. Do, do you think anyone can ever go back and win four in a decade? Is that now possible? The 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 way this, it's set up in the Sour Cap era, we saw how hard it was for the Roosters to go back-to-back in the last yeah. two seasons. Um, once once you've got that target on your back, even if you're the most you know tightly run organization, even if you've got dodgy TPAs, <laughs> it's just so hard. Like I mean, I'm not, I'm not using that as no, a no, no. firing shot at the Roosters because they they are a sensational mm. organization, and you know it's been as a Parramatta fan, as a neutral NRL fan, I've been very jealous of how successful they yeah. are in that regard. But I think just once you get that first title, the 
the pressure that's on you, the internally and the pressure that's on externally is just ridiculous to see the Roosters go back to back with such a yeah. huge effort. Um, maybe they could have done the, maybe they could do the free peak this year if you consider the abbreviated season, you know, uh, part of the record um, in, in lieu of sort of like how disrupted it is, but goodness, if it was like a regulation season, it'd be so hard. And yeah. And that's why I think that the Broncos in 92, 93, mm. I think it was they're back to back. And then Parramatta's free peak across 81, 83 parts of the, Fourth title in 86, if you do four in a decade, yeah, this is really, ridiculous. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And the other problem the Roosters are going to have to even get that record is they've only just started. That was the first one in, in well, they got 18 and 19, and now 2020 is in a new decade. So that's right. Yeah, to do the four. <laughs> that's right. Got to go do four. So it's it's yeah. rough. It, it's so hard. And, and you know, to get one title is such a huge yeah. success as an organization. And that's why you probably have to, you know, look up to the likes of the Roosters and the Storm and, and even if you don't like some of their methods historically, you have to appreciate that even, you know, even so they've been so good and, you know, they are yeah, the benchmark. Sure. No, you're absolutely right. Beckwith Stadium blue and gold everywhere. Uh, great. Well, that was it. 73. That's your total. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's, um, that sounds pretty good. I'll take it 73 out of 73, That's right? exactly right. Well, uh, <laughs> 75. You got two wrongs. No, was... So 75, let's say. 73 out of 75. Okay. There we you go. You think the yeah. boys on uh, the Eels podcast are going to be happy? Uh, I'm probably gonna get rid of one way or another. So, <laughs> no matter how well you um, are, that's right. I'll, I'll be I'll be sure to give as um, as good as I get. Yeah, there. great. Uh, so, how can people find out more about your podcast? So uh, Hamish puts us up on a couple of different platforms, but you can catch us on Twitter, which is the best way to interact with Hamish and you know get any sort of um, feedback into the Excellent. podcast. So we're uh, on Twitter as. Let me just quickly jump on and check this. Make sure I get this right. The Power Podcast or Power Podcast Twitter. That's Sorry. okay. I'd rather you get it right. We're at Para Podcast for our um, for our Twitter, our Twitter. Sorry, there we go. And um, you can catch us on SoundCloud with the same uh, forward slash soundcloud.com slash Para Podcast. And I think he's got us up on Spotify now as well. So if you just Google Para Podcast and Spotify, you can get us through those two major podcast outlets. Fantastic. Well, this has been great. Thanks, John. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been fantastic. And, um, great, and best of luck also with the rest of your Asterix season. Yeah, exactly. Paramount do love a good asterisk <laughs> season after 2016. So maybe um, we can do our best one this in, in 2020. I'm feeling all right because I'm not going to get bruised. What do you mean, how am I feeling? How did you go to compare? How did you go compared to John? Let us know through your favorite platform. Enjoy your sport for another week. Get around good people like Power Podcast on the socials and join us again next time. Talk to you then, sports best friends. We wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole 60 minutes and we bloody love yous.